Welcome to the Heavy Sweater Podcast. My name is John King. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is your first time listening, this is the Heavy Sweater Podcast, a deep dive into the beginnings of local Australian musicians and bands of the heavy variety. And this week, we have Tim Price of the Faction and Collision Course. Tim's an absolute fucking weapon, brings major exposure to a fuckload of bands all throughout the country and the world. And you can tell just how much he gives a shit about music, especially local music, just from how he talks about it. And I fuck with that heavily. Uh, We go into Tim's beginnings and listening to music and touch on his time playing in bands and uh, what made him decide that more of the managerial press side of the music industry was for him, I guess. Uh, Yeah. And in the podcast, like, I had a full-blown fucking brain fart and um, kept bringing up Wall of Sound, which he does not work for and never worked for. I don't know why, but uh, my brain kept thinking wall of sound instead of collision course for some fucking reason so that's in here and i fully embarrass myself so if you're listening to him i am very sorry uh hope i didn't make too much of an asshole out of myself but yeah with all that being said it's wednesday and you know what that means Hey man, how you doing? I am very well, sir. How, how are you? Good. Yeah, just fucking hanging out. Nice one. Nice yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so you've got like a long story in heavy music. Um, so we'll just go all the way to the very beginning and like the first oh, wow. heavy-ish band you ever remember hearing. Yeah, okay. Um, so I, I discovered uh triple j on my radio dial in 1995 wild yeah so i was 12 okay and uh and like i had i had it like a little radio alarm clock next to my bed right and (laughs) and like i was just like i i had i had it on am for so long and then like I switched it over to FM and like I found the local like you know yeah. uh, hot FM CFM yeah you know four like I'm from Rockhampton okay cool um, so, yeah uh, up there there's like four double C and four RO and all these things and then, yeah and then I got I found like your hot FM CFM and I was like started to get pretty sick of that and yeah. I was like what else is on this dial man anyway so it was November 1995 and I remember that because it was Oz Music Month. Okay. Um, and uh, immediately on the dial, uh, like uh, the first thing that came up was like um, it was like Nick Cave. Oh fuck uh, yeah! Seed. So it was like this really like you know sort of like dark gothic sort yeah, of yeah, song. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it was where the wild roses grow. We kind okay. of know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so like I was like, oh, this is really dark and interesting. So not necessarily heavy. Yeah, yeah. It was dark, yeah. and then I started listening to. So at that time, uh, the request fest, uh, so what is now like the 6 to 9 p.m. Uh, yeah, show, yeah. Um, the, it, was, it was hosted by this dude called Michael Tun. Uh, okay. Who they used to call Tunny. And, um, and, you know, at that time, there was like a lot of those bands that we, like, you know, people sort of, you know, quote as being sort of like these sort of quintessential Australian triple J bands, like yeah, yeah. you know, your friends or ROMs and yeah. the living ends and and um 
you know, regurgitator and, yeah. and oh fuck, I've not heard that name in ages. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah, crazy. So, so you know, uh, fast forward a couple of years, and like it, it was around the time that um, Unit by Regurgitator, yeah, um, Reload by Metallica was out. Okay, and um, there was this one night where they had like the top three songs. It was like, it was like uh, Polyester Girl, uh, The Memory Remains by Metallica. See, fuck yeah. And a third song that I can't remember, but okay. <laughs> I had it taped. I taped it off the radio. Fuck yeah, and, that's um, sick. I was like, oh, okay, like th- I, this is starting to move in the direction that I want. Yeah. And, um, and then, so 1999 rolls around uh, and I'm, 16 turning 17 at the time okay. yeah and it's the school holidays uh and i'm down here in brisbane uh visiting my mate and uh he goes man you know what's on tomorrow down on the gold coast and like because i listened to triple j i knew yeah. of this thing uh but i'd never been and i had no real concept of what uh who was playing or yeah, yeah. what was on uh, or what it was like and he goes oh man big day out's on tomorrow Oh, down fuck yeah, yeah. The Gold Coast. Hectic. I'm like, he goes, do you want to go? I was like, yeah, that sounds sick. Like, you know, how do how do we do that? And like, the, like literally, man, we didn't have a ticket. We we got on the bus <laughs> at Roma Street. Yeah. Got went down to Parklands. I bought a ticket on the gate. Yeah, fuck yeah. It was, it was like <laughs> 85 bucks. Yeah, yeah. That's like, cheap as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in 1999. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't know if you remember the lineup for 1999. That was Manson and Hole. Yeah, yeah. You got it. Yeah, yeah. You got it. And Ramstein were meant to be there that year. Oh, okay. But they pulled out. So it was Manson and Hole. But like further down that lineup was like uh, like corn play. Oh, fuck yeah. Sick. Um, and they were just off the back of Follow the Leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, that came out in 98. Yeah, they were. You know, they were like the fucking like, biggest thing. Huge yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Were, about to be. They played at like three in the afternoon. Oh fuck! Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. It was sick. Sick. Anyway, so I got there right from the like gates open. I was there at eleven a.m. Gates yeah. open. I walk in, and it was like the first band on the main stage was a indigenous band okay. from Darwin called the Warumpi Band. Sick. Um, so I saw them, and then it was like. Just like this cavalcade of like all of the bands yeah. that like uh, like sort of quintessential like rock and hard rock, you know. Yeah, so yeah. it was like Frenzel, Living End, Regurgitator, Custard, Super yeah. Genius, <laughs> Magic Dirt, you know, like just fucking the, bands the, on bands. This goes on, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, and uh, then you know, like I said, I saw Corn in the afternoon, and yeah. that, that was mind blowing. And then when I was, do, do you remember? Um, oh, uh, do you remember a band called Happy Land? No, it was it's it was uh, Quan from Regurgitator and Janet oh, English from Spiderbait. Oh, fuck, crazy! Like when they were they were together, yeah, and they formed a band together. That's crazy. Um, yeah, they got a song called um, "Don't You Know Who I Am." Like it's a it's a cracking That's song. Sick. I'm gonna fucking check it out after this. Do it. It's a ripper. And yeah. um, they there. It was like so. It's them, and then the drummer wore this like. Massive like Lego man type suit. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> That's killer. Uh, so that yeah. cool. I saw that, and then to see Marilyn. Uh, so Hole was first, and then no, Marilyn Manson was first, and then yeah. Hole. And then um, you know, so I'm like 
16 turning 17. Yeah. Um, Courtney Love, like, take a top off. (laughs) Yeah, doing Courtney Love. She gave her guitar away. Whoa. Like, she gave her guitar to someone in the audience. Um, And then, and then Marilyn, and to see Marilyn Manson, like, he set, you know, like, you know, just as a 16 year old, just like, yeah. uh, like you set a Bible on fire. Oh, yeah, was, you know, that was like peak Manson doing like all yeah, the weird he, shit. He pulled his drummer's kit down off the, yeah. off the riser at the end yeah. of the set. I was just like, this is fucking chaos. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's crazy. And, um, and so then the next day, so after that, you know, I'm in Brisbane and um, there used to be a HMV store in the middle of the Queen Street Mall. Okay, yeah. And it was like downstairs. You sort of went down into the like it was like a basement. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I went in there. I, I just bought the CD of every band. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> That's so sick. Walked away with like Regurgitator's Unit, Living yeah. End, Living End. You know, uh, Mechanical Animals. Animals, yeah. Uh, you know, Celebrity Skin. Um, you know, just like every band. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, and, fuck yeah. And then took it home, and then. So that so that's sort of leading into like the school year starting again. I'm about to go into yeah. um oh sorry, I was 15 turning 16. So okay. that's starting at 11. I just went home and I just signed up for drum lessons. Okay, fuck yeah. See. Like, this is me now. I'm into yeah. music. Like, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Because I'd had this experience and I was like, this is me now. This is my identity. Yeah, yeah. I found what like it just ignite something in me so yeah. i started playing drums and like you know as everyone does you start your first band in high yeah. school and yeah. play covers of all of the favorite songs you know yeah, just yeah. go as hard as you can and, yeah, yeah you know we're you know and so that all just really came out at a time when like new metal was really kicking off yeah 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 but, and then i had friends that were like i like i had a like goth buddy yeah so he was showing me all like nine inch nails and Manson yeah yeah you know, uh, Cradle of Filth and yeah, you know, all that yeah. sort of stuff. And then, then I had a, a thrash buddy. He was showing me all the Metallica. Yeah, and then yeah. he was showing me all the, you know, Fear Factory and, yeah. and Pantera and like Sepultura and getting yeah. into my ears. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And then I find Rage Against the Machine for myself. Oh, sick, like yeah. And then there's, you know, and then like Live Biscuit and Corner also yeah. kicking off. And, you know, it's like just around the corner. But not yeah, yeah. kicked off when I was in grade 12. And yeah, yeah. So like there was just this like, and then throw into that as well. That's when like the peak of like that whole Napster and like yeah. P2P file sharing thing yeah, really yeah. kicked off. And so then it became like a real like race between our friends of like who mm-hmm. has the most <laughs> yeah, yeah, has yeah. the most okay. like has the most like um sort of broad and eclectic like taste in you know, who can, who yeah, can yeah. find yeah. the heaviest music that we can Fuck, yeah. get into and all that sort of stuff. And so I ended up, I think, and I unfortunately lost a lot of this music in a yeah, yeah. hard drive crash <laughs> yeah. a couple of years later. But I think I had, you know, at the peak, I had about 30,000 or so Yeah, tracks. fuck yeah, that's so this sick. this dial-up too. Yeah, yeah. This is all like 56K. <laughs> You're working hard for it. It's like an hour a song to download, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and, you know, it just... It was like just the craziest and like best sort of music education that I could yeah. have got. It just got like I was just so broad. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, obviously, you know, I was doing the wrong thing. You illegally download tracks <laughs> yeah, all yeah, stuff. Yeah. At 16, yeah. you kind of, 
you don't really know the, the gray area yeah, that is around like exactly. copyright and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's funny looking back on that and looking at like everyone hated Lars from Metallica yeah. so hard <laughs> yeah. doing what he did. But really and truly, like he's bang on. He just wanted yeah, yeah. to do it in such a shitty way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The um, first time I remember hearing about that was watching some kind of monster because I heard that Twiggy Ramirez was in it. And I was such a Manson yeah. sweater. I was like, I've yeah. got to find this and watch it. It's so sick. Um, and yeah. then like watching the Napster thing, I was like, oh, I get that. Like they don't want their music stolen. Like whatever. Even as a kid, I was like, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting debate, really, because like, you know, part of it also is like, you know, Lars was rich even by then. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like sure. potentially if he wasn't the figurehead of it all, yeah, he might have come out fine. You know, like it, it's like he was the one that was just like most like outspoken about it. Yeah. And it's kind of like, look, man, we get it. But also like what are you going to do? Just buy another limo, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like what are you going to do with so, more money? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's sort of like he he if someone else had been brave enough to put their name to it, someone that was sort of like an up and comer, you know, yeah, yeah. being the face of it, maybe then there's that whole argument of like, well, would anyone have paid attention? Yeah. Oh it, yeah. Ideally it would have been two people up and comer and then like an established, like yeah, mainstream exactly. talent. And like, I, I reckon Lars probably stood his ground on it because he probably knew he's like, I'm on the right side of history here. Yeah, history yeah. will tell, will say that, you know, I stood up for artist rights and like, yeah, yeah. he's right. Yeah. He just kind of did it in a shitty way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, now like, um, I think they did a, a Twitch stream and they got their music pulled from Twitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Their own yeah. Twitch stream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, uh, what's it's going like on you now? argued for this chance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it's like, be careful what you yeah, wish for, sure. really. Cool, man. That's <laughs> fucking sick. That's such like an interesting, like, amalgamation of like to get into music like the, the most pure form of like the peak of heavy music everyone can listen to everything there's no elitism no bullshit just like heavy's heavy yeah and i mean this is the thing too like i grew up in a house like my my folks are not into music like in the slightest yeah, yeah. like if, if music went away tomorrow they just wouldn't notice yeah um, <laughs> sick um so like for me to, and like the only musical person in my family was like my mum's uh, niece. Okay. Who was in a band down here in Brisbane in the 90s who actually played the first big day. Oh, sick. Um, Crazy. Yeah. So they were in a band called the Dream Poppies. And it was okay. very, very like Lemonheads, very, you know, like early 90s, yeah, yeah, like yeah. alt yeah. sort of stuff. And they're, like they're pretty well known down here. Like they, you know, supported the Violent Femmes and, okay, fuck you know, cool. like all sorts of stuff. But they played the very first one that Nirvana was on. Oh, sick. Fuck. So that was sort of like I knew I had this relative that yeah that played, you know, cool music and, yeah. and supported Nirvana and that sort of stuff. And, yeah, for, for me to, one, go to Big Day Out and then for that to be sort of like my music sort of uh, awakening, yeah, like, it just feels really nice. Yeah, for sure. Kind of full circle for me, yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. And then you pick up drums and then start bands. And what's your introduction of like playing drums in like a live setting? Yeah. So the first, the first thing that we ever played, we had a like in grade 12, we had a battle of the bands. Yeah, um, classic. And yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And uh, I actually ended up playing in two bands that night. Oh, sick. 
because uh, there was like a band in the grade below that they had a full band. They just didn't have a drummer. Okay, yeah. And I was like, look, I'll fill in and I'll just play for your band that night. And yeah. then I'll play my set with my band later on. Yeah. Um, and I've ended up being like lifelong mates with the guys in that younger band as well. Okay. Um, and yeah, it was, but, but what I found and how I ended up like in the industry really was that like I found when I was in the band, I just automatically took the role of like being like the booking agent and yeah. the manager and like band I organized band. everything. We jammed at my house. Yes. I was the one that was out promoting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I just took that role. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah. no one else, you know, everyone else in the band was just like wanting to just like noodle away on their guitar yeah, yeah. and just be, you know, just like they weren't into performing. Like, I'm by no means a good drummer. I'm an okay, okay. drummer. Same, yeah. Um, <laughs> but like when I get on the stage, I fucking give everything. And yeah, like, fuck yeah. And so like... uh. I'm really like, I, I really like being on a stage and being in front of people and performing. Yeah. Um, so like th- that's all fine. But the, the thing that I always enjoy doing was like, you know, leg work getting, yeah. Like getting yeah. the promo shots done, designing yeah, yeah. the logo, you know, like how are we going to tell people about what we're doing? All yeah, that yeah. Sort of stuff. Fuck yeah. And then, so that kind of just um, bled into like, and then I ended up in a covers band. So I just played okay. in a covers band for a bunch of years. Um, and then, uh, when, so I'm still in Rockhampton at this point. And okay. um, the Queensland government, the Arts Queensland, whatever, used to do these things called, it was called A Venue. And A okay. Venue had like um, people in Cairns, Townsville, Rocky, Sunshine Coast, okay. Gold Coast. It was to, it was to encourage like, um, original music in the regions. Yeah, fuck yeah, that's sick. And so they started putting on these workshops and stuff in in the regions. Yeah. And I started going along. And um, one of my best mates uh, is a guy called Craig Zonka. And Craig is now like the the ABC radio like morning presenter. Here oh, fuck yeah, sick. Yeah, like he like dude has like the most like perfect baritone radio oh, voice yes. uh, that you've ever heard. <laughs> And uh, I played in the covers band with him. And then um, we started going along to these A venue meetings. And the big problem that all of the bands and everyone in Rockhampton identified was that there was no opportunities for bands to play for okay. the public. There's yeah. heaps of band opportunities for covers bands. Yeah. But like no one putting on shows for original bands. Yeah. And so they were like, all right, well, who wants to, like, you know, there's a bunch of venues that we've identified that might be up for putting on original shows. Who is up for putting together a proposal and going to the pub and speaking to the owner and pitching the idea of original yeah. music in their venue? And so at the time I was working, I was a high school teacher. Okay. And Craig is already a radio presenter on ABC in Rockhampton. Yeah, yeah. And so everyone kind of looked around the room and they looked at like the two guys that had a quote unquote professional job yeah. <laughs> and went, Oh, you guys. Yeah, yeah. And so Craig and I just put together this proposal for, there was a pub there in Rocky called O'Dowd's. Okay. And uh, they had, they had like a, a beer garden um, sort of area that you could kind of 
um, block off from the rest of the pub. Okay, see. And so I was like, that's perfect. You can ticket the shows and and pay, and people can pay to come along for access to the show. Yeah. And um, we pitched that, and and Craig had 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 this like brand idea for ages called Hoist. Okay, that he was going to, um, that he you know wanted to put like a you know Hoist presents and put shows on, right? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's sick. Like, that's awesome. And at the same time, um, my mate had started up this like, do you remember web forums? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my mate was running a web forum. And he was like kind of sick of running it. It was like just a okay. rocky based, rocky based web forum yeah. for locals. And I took it over and rebranded the thing as Hoist. So it's okay. the Hoist forum. See. And and I just like really geared it towards music, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, and so we used so this is all pre-MySpace, this is all yeah, yeah. yeah ahead of the game. Well, like on a couple of levels, like I realized a couple of years later that like you know, like you, you know, a bunch of years ago in the MySpace area, you know, there was like, you know, Bang and Thriller and yeah, yeah. Next and, yeah, you know, all, yeah. those, all those venues. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's club nights. Like I realized I was doing a club night before a club night was a thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was utilizing online promotion and, and all of that sort of stuff before it was a thing. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then when MySpace came along, like that just like, hyper like gave it a shot in the arm as well yeah and yeah so like i just started putting on shows and then eventually the job at the a venue thing came up okay uh, as well so i took that job sick <laughs> so i was kind of working it from both sides i was like yeah, yeah. industry to rockhampton to run workshops and stuff and then i was also putting on shows as well yeah and like there was just like so many bands and Rocky and Gladstone at that point yeah. that like I was able to create this like little scene. Yeah, fuck yeah. And, um, and then all of a sudden I started just getting bands hitting me up that were on their tour and wanted to, because like at that time, like Rocky was the linchpin sort of, it was dead center of, of Queensland. Yeah. So you've got bands that were playing in like Cairns and Townsville. Yeah. And then like, you know, Nothing feels Brisbane. Air and Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of fucked. Yeah. So yeah. it was like it was just this nice little like they could, you know, it, it meant that they could do a run of like Cairns, Townsville, Mackay, Rocky, Gladstone, um, maybe Bundy. Yeah. You know, and then head on to you know Brisbane or Gold yeah, Coast. Yeah. And it yeah, it was pretty nuts, man. That's fucking and, wild. Um, yeah, after a couple of years of doing that, I was sort of like kind of done everything I could do here. So like yeah. I brought, you know, like had Birds of Tokyo, I had Demo Circus, I had yeah, yeah. Um, Queen come through. Fuck. Um, just getaway plan. Yeah, like, yeah. But also like I was doing I was doing not just heavy stuff as well. Like we had like British India come through. Oh fuck yeah. And um, like just uh magic dirt like fuck yeah. Just like everything stuff. for every aspect yeah, yeah. of the scene. Yeah. That's sick. And that, that, yeah, so that was that was really cool. And then I was like, oh, I've kind of done everything I can do here. And yeah. like I could just keep doing it, but I could see myself getting very like I've done this before, I've had this yeah. band here before. Like like if I don't sort of move on, I'm gonna get really disillusioned with it and just yeah. be like one of those old jaded dudes. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. everyone's met like 
those promoters that have been doing it for 20 years in their yeah. little town. Like, they're just sick of it. And they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, I guess I could do that. Yeah. You know, like, I didn't I didn't want to be that guy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like, the, just I didn't want to flog the dead horse, you know. Yeah, like, for sure. Uh, so then I moved to Brisbane and, um, and, like, my first job down here, I was, like, I worked at Rick's. Um, okay, fuck skills. yeah. <laughs> Sick. Um, yeah. And then and then I got a job at a digital distro company. Okay, um, fuck yeah. Called Musicadium at the time. And, yeah, it was, like, a, it was a good intro to the sort of wider national scene. And I got yeah, to know, yeah. like, just everyone at all the labels and all, of, yeah. you know, management companies and all that sort of stuff during that time. And, yeah, man, it was, like, and then to finally start my own uh, thing, like I've managed bands and I've yeah. booked festivals and I've lost money on that and yeah, I've done yeah. this and done that. And then to finally go, you know what, my passion is actually heavy music. I'm going yeah. to start a heavy music company. Fuck yeah. Uh, so that, like, that's where I finally, I guess, I sort of allowed myself to go, now I'm going to lean into the thing that, that I really love. Yeah, yeah. And I, I want to be like a, a strong sort of, championing voice for that genre yeah for yeah. sure you definitely are like yeah Thanks, everything with the faction and wall of sound is just like good shit all the time putting on new up-and-coming bands and yeah good I mean, shit. i'm not i'm not with wall of sound anymore like, oh, okay you know you still podcast together but um you know that's the uh like that was really cool while we did it and, yeah, and yeah. Um, whatever like but uh, like i'm stoked for brownie too like his yeah. like uh, you know, from starting to work with him like a bunch of years ago, like so Collision Course, I always I send him content and all that sort of stuff. Like okay. working with him since you know he 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 started out just writing for that for oh. for Wall of Sound oh. um, underneath. There was a guy in WA who owned it. I can't remember okay. his name, but um, he I don't know if he bought it or he was gifted it. Yeah, but, like that dude just sort of didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, and. Yeah. Um, gifted it to brownie because brownie was just like so passionate about it yeah and um and so his his goal was to like make that a genuine thing and i i'd, I'd absolutely say that he's he's achieved that yeah and um he like from you know just starting it out and like sending him presses and all that sort of stuff like i'm pretty certain i gave him like the first sort of premiere that they ever did on Wall of Sound. Okay, fuck yeah. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty yeah, certain yeah. it was at least amongst the first yeah, yeah. Um, publicists or labels or whatever to give him a, a band or a song to premiere worldwide. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's like it's just really cool to see that he's gone from like there to, you know, like I was only saying this morning, like genuinely if you search up on Google, if you search up, you know, bands, you know, maybe there's a band that's come out um, you know, in the last couple of days, yeah. a song you Google yeah. that it's genuinely, and you search worldwide, not just the Australian yeah. Google. Most of the time, it's in the top three results, and like yeah, fuck yeah. that's phenomenal up against stuff like Metal Hammer and Metal yeah. Injection and all that sort of stuff. So, like, yeah. I absolutely give him so many props for what he's built, and he's done it on his own. And like, if you speak to him, like that was his goal all along was to like prove he could do it. Fuck yeah, so, that's like, sick. I, I got to give props. Like, he's done a really good thing there. Yeah, yeah, I think like that's what separates the Australian scene from like a lot of other like global scenes is like the grind for Australians to get to where an American band would be or like an American publication would be. You got to work a bit harder being from here. Absolutely, man. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I mean, like when you've got you've got a country that is geographically the same size as, <laughs> yeah. as the US, yeah, but yeah. like the population less than, uh, look, I don't know what the population numbers are, but yeah, yeah. Know, less than what's in New York City itself. Yeah, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, for sure. It's, um, you know, like there's, and then to dilute that and, and certainly not all of them are going to be into heavy music. Yeah, no, so, for like, sure. Yeah. You know, so you talk percentages of percentages here. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, of niches. Yeah. Like it, it is a grind. It's absolutely yeah. a grind. But like, the, the, I think that like the the thing that shines through for heavy music fans is just like the loud, passionate voice that they have. Yeah, yeah. To say like, no, this is good. Yeah, you should listen to this. Yeah, and you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna shut up about this because yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we believe in it. And there's a and you know, I I I turn that into my business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> like, like, I'm like, yeah. I, I liked and I, I like telling people about new music. Yeah. I, how do I get paid for that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think like even like that is just like fucking so sick that like the vocal minority of heavy music fans can like build a career like Parkway. It was just like them going to regional towns and people being like, check this fucking band out. Yeah. And even as yeah. as recent as Alpha Wolf, they're fucking huge. Because yeah. people were like, check this fucking band out. They're doing crazy shit. Absolutely. And I, I really love as well with Alpha Wolf because I, I worked with that band early on. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, there was a moment there like where, you know, they they unfortunately chose someone to front their band that did some shitty things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, they've, there was a, you know, about a year there where like they were in a real limbo of yeah. what to do. And I really have to give props to Sabian there yeah. for like, uh, and, like being friends with Sabian on Facebook, like seeing his posts about like, oh my God, like the, all our hard work yeah. can be just like completely undone yeah. by like one person's really shitty behavior. And, yeah. yeah. Like, it, 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 I know it got to him. And, yeah. It would have know, to. For him to, for them to find a new vocalist, and to to rebuild, yeah, and and write better music, post, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like is phenomenal, and yeah. just like the the dedication to not just throw the whole thing in the in the trash, yeah, yeah, and 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 just wallow, yeah, phenomenal, like strength, yeah, and yeah, and, like, and like from them coming from Tasmania as well, like. Yeah. Forget the for, for the main start, island, yeah. yeah. Like they're from Tasmania, where the scene is probably like just as bad off as anywhere else currently. Like even or the entire time to yeah. get to Melbourne and then just build from there and have it all turned to shit and then still just press on. Yeah, agreed. And yeah, yeah like I know there was a lot of limbo time there. Yeah, in between, and and I know that hurt them. And you know, uh, so yeah, I. I Gotta give props there, like yeah. just to, just the strength to keep at it is for sure phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, fuck yeah, cool. And then so from coming to Brisbane and then starting to like work through the scene here, you go to Wall of Sound first or the Factions first? Well, so Collision Course PR is the thing that I started in 2013. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I've been doing that since then, and then the Faction started in 2017. Okay, cool. So. 
um, that like, and War of Sound, I wasn't, I was never on staff. At oh, okay. It was just like a, I did the podcast with Brown. Okay. Yeah. We, we kind of like in the early days, we, we were like, how's, what are ways that we can lift each other's brand yeah, up yeah. Okay, cool. as we yeah. go? And so things like um, his audio interviews, I would put on the faction. Okay. Yeah. Um, after he'd already, pre- like, so he'd premiere them on the site and yeah. then I'd put them on, you know, so it was like, it was a way of me getting interview content on, on my radio station yeah, yeah. and it was a way of it. And, you know, he branded the hell out of it. So like every interview that was on there would be say like, this is the wall of sound up against the wall. You know, yeah. Yeah. the opportunity to advertise through my channel. Yeah. I got interview content from my channel. Yeah. It was a nice little thing. And then, um, and then like doing the podcast together just kind of made sense. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. And so we did that and then it sort of, you know, Brownie sort of ran out of time yeah. um, in his day okay. to be able to do that. So he really just focused on wall of sound and then yeah. I, I went my way. So um, yeah, collision course has been running since 2000. 13, like I said, yeah. and, um, you know, through that time, it's just like I've, I've often like thought about, you know, writing a massive list of like all the bands that I've worked with in the last eight years. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, I'm like, fuck, that's going to take me all day. So it's like, it's, <laughs> yeah. hard to, it's hard to set aside the time yeah. Um, yeah. To, to write all that down. But uh, yeah, it's just been phenomenal, man. Like to to start in 2013, I literally I started with like five local bands that I okay. knew and loved, and just yeah. like kicked off, just like helping them roll out their like PR, starting you know like to to promote their their new album or their new single or whatever it is they yeah. had, and um, because I just felt like there was just no one or not enough people um, being a voice for yeah. and helping bands roll out their release properly. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's a lot of bands yeah. just like chucking it up on iTunes or whatever, yeah. but no one just doing like a proper campaign where it's like yeah. there's strategy behind it. There's, you know, there's a, an actual plan. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I started really like getting into the weeds of going like, all right, if you're gonna do this, you're gonna do this fucking properly. Yeah. And we're gonna yeah. we're gonna behave. And essentially, like in the early days, uh, my sort of mantra was like, wear the suit for the job that you want. Yeah. So, you know, even if you know you weren't gonna, even if your release was never gonna be big enough that it was gonna get into the charts or it was yeah. gonna, you know, get all of the big things that you see, all of these, you know, quote unquote big bands get. Yeah. Um you at least put yourself in the role, in the spot that yeah. you are eligible for those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you make good decisions about like, you know, when you're putting your stuff into distro that you register for the charts. Yeah. You know, so that if you do happen to make enough sales or streams or whatever it was, yeah, yeah. that you're, that you're going to be in there and you're going to get the recognition for yeah, it. Yeah. You know, that you, that you service your album to media, you know, six to eight weeks out from the release. So they got enough time to write a review. You're yeah. not hitting them up on the day that the album's out being like, Hey, will you review this? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just preparing them for the job that they want. They yeah, want yeah. to be considered one of those quote unquote big bands. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, 
and you know the whole thing about being a big band like in my head that, that's why I keep putting it in quotes is like yeah. what is a big band it's yeah. someone who's getting the things that you want that you aspire to be yeah, yeah. so why not put yourself in the spot where you might get those things yeah it's not about you know sometimes it was a paid thing sometimes it's not like as yeah. in like you know sometimes it's you got to pay to you know be featured on such and such but yeah. you know sometimes it's just a case of like you didn't give them to you didn't give the album to the person in enough time for yeah. them to to do the thing yeah because you just didn't think about that so if i can help bands give themselves the best opportunity of being featured or get the thing that they don't think is in their you know, reachable, you know, uh, atmosphere, then, yeah, yeah. you know, why wouldn't I help them with that strategy? Yeah. And so, and so very quickly it, it started to really resonate and, and started to get some re- results and that sort of stuff. And, and eventually it just, there's a snowball, man. It just, it yeah, just kept getting yeah. bigger, and bigger and, you know, like to, to work on, like, so at the moment I'm working on um, the spirit box album. Yeah. 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 And like that, that very much I'm look if if it doesn't get this I'm gonna look like a real idiot. <laughs> like, like I'm I'm genuinely certain it'll be a top ten record this yeah. week. And that's their debut album in Australia. You know? Yeah. Like it's that, a great album. Fantastic album. And yeah. you know, so like to, to work on and like I had to fight to get to work on that record as well. Oh, like I sick. I went after it man. Like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I hassled I hassled their Australian label and be like, there is fucking no one in Australia <laughs> yeah, that yeah. loves this band as much as I do. Yeah, I've yeah. been following this band for years. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I tried to get them to sign to my label like two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so it, it's, you know, I was like, look, you know, you're going to get the best work on this record because yeah. I fucking give a shit about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't going to be a, you know, um, this isn't going to be a mechanical job. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm not just going to go through the motions on this. I'm going in on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's what I've, like, I don't take that privilege lightly either. Like, yeah, to, yeah. to speak for and help tell the story of a band like that, either, you know, an Australian band or a band from elsewhere, yeah. you know, telling their story to come into Australia, like, genuinely a privilege yeah. because it's the kind of thing that can, you know, like if done right, then it can set up a viable, you know, career in Australia for them. Like, you know, if it charts, then all of a sudden their fee for, to bring them out for a festival in the future. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's the kind of thing that like helps them make a sustainable career. Yeah. 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 And even outside of festivals, they could like, to a here just on their own and fill like oh, massive no. venues. Yeah. All of a sudden, you know, you can hit a multiplier on their merch sales yep. because you know what I mean? Like it's, it's the thing that can actually make the difference if you tell yeah, the yeah. story right. Yeah. And that's what I've just been like super passionate about. And in the last couple of years, it's just like fuck making yeah. sure that that band's stories are told properly. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And just getting it into those spaces that like normally, aren't reserved for heavy music, you know? Yeah, like yeah. that's that's the that's the thing that I, I really love when I get that story in the place where they usually don't talk about heavy music. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. We're yeah. getting <laughs> some people yeah. that aren't usually exposed to heavy music. Yeah. Know? That's sick. That's, that's 
that's the fucking goal is to yeah, man. is to like <laughs> it's <laughs> and getting back to like you know you were talking about religion before oh yeah, yeah. About, <laughs> that, that, that one of your previous interviews that yeah. were talking about religion you know like on one level it's almost it's almost like uh you're getting into a space where you can convert some people. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, like, spirit like I can convert are, some normies, you know? Yeah, yeah. Spirit boxes are like <laughs> easily like the most relevant crossover band for people coming into heavy music. Like when I was a kid, it was like Linkin Park and the emo bands, but now it's like spirit box. This is, this is the, like the conversation that I, so I've got a business partner as well. He's literally yeah. in the other office. Oh, sick. Um, <laughs> but so that's the conversation that we have all the time about around like, cause you know, we're really getting into the like mindset of like now signing bands to, yeah. to a label and all of that sort of stuff. Uh, and, you know, part of the thing that we're looking for is like, where's that next generation yeah. of the, and like obviously spirit box is one, but yeah. when it comes time to sign a band, all that sort of stuff, what is the next generation? What is the next Lincoln Park, yeah. Um, you know, Marilyn Manson, yeah. you know, uh, sort of not, not, not on any sort of like assault sort yeah. of level, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but um, on an artistic know, level, you know, on an artistic level, like yeah, yeah. what is that thing? Like, cause you know, when, when Manson came out and it's the whole shock thing, like, it yeah, was it was a like, commercial success. Exactly. Yeah. And, and like when you boil it all down, not, a lot of his stuff's not that heavy. No. Um, no. Uh, so, you know, who is the thing that's like, you know, someone that's into pop music, all of a sudden yeah. they just take a left turn and they're into yeah. it. And like they're, you know, that opens that up and they, you know, they find everything. Whole other universe yeah, yeah, yeah. Of music. Yeah. Um, what does that look like in 2021? Yeah, yeah. What are the, you know, all of that sort of stuff. So, uh, and, and like, I'm going to throw something out there that may or may not be sort of like uh, well received or not. Okay. I would say in 2021, it, a lot of the, the artists that are those people that are going to open up the world to a lot of uh, people are women. There's a lot, yeah. of, lot of like female artists and, and female identifying artists yeah. at the moment who are like, they're the ones that are doing stuff that's way more subversive yeah. than, you know, um, than, you know, a lot of, a lot of guys, there's a lot of great music out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Male, male identifying people as well, but it's, you know, there's a lot of them, a lot of female um, artists that are, are really doing anything that's more punk than anything yeah. that's been done in in punk in the, yeah. in, in <laughs> the last ten to fifteen years, you know. For sure. Um, you know, people like uh, Poppy or yeah. uh, Holsey or yeah. um, Skimmed. Even I don't know if you checked yeah. out Skimmed before. No, no. If you like Manson and Nine Inch you love Skimmed. Fuck yeah, cool. The whole thing behind Skimmed is that. Uh, she, all of her songs are about serial killers. Oh, yes. Sick. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, and and they're like meticulously researched. Oh, yeah, well. that's sick. Like, and so with each song comes a case file. Yeah. Uh, on, that's excellent. On each, yeah, yeah, brilliant. And no one knows who Skinned is. Oh. There's, yeah, yeah. Like oh. she's a complete, like no one knows. There's all these theories out there about who, you know, that she's some sort of model or she's, you know, this okay. and that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, there's one that they did on that she did on the, um, the 
the Jonestown massacre. Like oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Oh, the best. Yes. That, <laughs> yes. She did one on an Australian serial killer, the female okay. serial killer who beheaded her husband and boiled it. I have seen that. I've seen a documentary on that, and it's fucking insane. Yeah. So that's how she actually met the uh, so the other person in a there's only two people in the band, her okay. and the producer. Okay. And the producer is Australian. Sick. Um, and she was down here in Australia researching that serial Fuck killer. Yeah. I can't remember her name. Yeah, me neither. Um, yeah. But um, she was down here researching and and met with and interviewed the so her sick. the serial killer. That is so sick. <laughs> yep, and met the producer down here like at a party or something. That's and wild. then they just they just vibed. Yeah, yeah. And then like just went into the studio and recorded the first sort of bunch of songs. That's so, and it's spelled like S K Y N D. Okay, studio. sick, cool. Check it out. Fuck it's yeah, like, well. It's kind of like it's kind of like if Manson and Gaga. Okay. Like Which is not, not very far away, yeah, from each other. Yeah, exactly, yeah, right? Yeah. So like it yeah. Fuck yeah, that's sick. And cool. It's just so dumb. <laughs> She's got a song with Jonathan Davis as well. Okay, cool. Fuck yeah. Um, singing about I can't remember which serial okay. going <laughs> sick. But, um David someone. Anyway. Okay. But like because he's such a like a true crime yeah, yeah. nerd himself, like he was like, oh, I've got to do a song. Yeah, that's fucking sick. Um, yeah, because he's all, uh, I'm pretty certain he collects serial killer, like, um, memorabilia. Like he Fuck yeah, that's cool. buys, you know, like the knife of or, you yeah. know, the, <laughs> yeah. what, what, you know, the clothes of or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like he, um, and I'm pretty sure, pretty certain his like house is chock full of it. But <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Like check her out, man. She's amazing. Yeah. That's and, cool. Um, yeah. She was meant to come for the good things that got cancelled. Okay, yeah, yeah. She was on. She was on the good things that got announced, but didn't didn't go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. The one in the one that was meant to happen last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one that almost happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one that got cancelled by COVID. I yeah. think it was. Is it, I think it was meant to be May or April in twenty twenty. So yeah, she was yeah. meant to be on that one. Yeah, but um, yeah, that that's where I think the next sort of crop of like really subversive stuff. For is. sure, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. now. Like the uh, I was literally talking about this earlier today. Like the when deathcore was like the biggest thing in the scene, and there was like that linked misogyny within deathcore yeah. at the time. Now that's gone. The gatekeepers are gone on that, and now it's like yeah. women can do cool shit, make cool music. And it's, oh, like, just as tough as stuff, like, guys were yeah. making. Yeah. Like, I, I really love, have you have you heard the band Bro Job? No. Oh, yes. Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, like, they're as, they're as like, heavy as anything in deathcore. Yeah. But, like, they're there. Like, their latest single is called the Incel Elf, the Incel Anthem. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's <laughs> it really is, like, you know, like oh, I'm nice to you. Why won't you give me the yeah. time of day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's really taking the piss out of that sort of yeah. That like I put no nice tokens in. You didn't sleep with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, kind Which of like, like entitlement of, yeah. of shit, dude. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then like the rest of it, like there's a bunch of it that's it's all about like <laughs> just like um subverting the whole like 
homophobia thing in like real growing yeah. culture. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's it's hilarious, man. I, yeah. There's a real um, there's a real um, thread of like super heavy bands, uh, but being funny. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, so like there's Bro Job, there's uh, Eskimo Callboy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we butter the bread with butter. Yeah, yeah. I remember we butter yeah. the bread with butter from like years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And it's really, it, it to me, it really takes the piss out of that like my, MySpace core. Yeah, yeah. Like era. Yeah. And, and even that, like, like modern Attack Attack. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. 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 With yeah, like that absolutely. country song or whatever, country kawaii or whatever the fuck. Yeah, like just cook shit. And I'm like, oh, that, cool. <laughs> oh Christ, I laughed at that. Yeah. It was, just, <laughs> it was so weird. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just yeah. so, so weird. And I love that. I yeah. love that about our genre, like about the genre where, that we love is like, if, if you, you can love it, but you don't have to be so serious yeah, yeah. about yeah. it as well. Like yeah. understand that some of the shit's just funny. Yeah. Like it's still so paper. extreme. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of the equivalent of like a, you know, a, a Tarantino flick you know yeah. where it's sort of like hectic and then like it, little it, bits of comedy and then hectic again or or it's just so over the top it's fine oh, yeah. like yeah. it's so violent <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. Fun, yeah. You know yeah. I mean like it borders into comedy territory yeah yeah so it's sort of like uh you know it, it, i think you just got to stop and remember like if you if you're not so serious about gatekeeping the boundaries of a genre yeah then there's so much fun to be at yeah, well, there's, yeah. like, there's bands that, like, build their career off that, Steel Panther, Max Sabbath, like, just killer bands, just, like, having fun. Or even, like, the, the Viking metal But are bands. super talented. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. well. Satchel from just Steel as talented as the bands right. they take this out of. Yeah, yeah. And so that's where they actually gain their respect down yeah, yeah. as well. So, like, yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's sick. Like, um, can't remember the name. Was it Fight with uh, Rob Halford that Satchel from Steel Panther used to play in? Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like some <laughs> hardcore band that Rob Halford started, and Satchel from Steel Panther was his guitar player. And then, like years later, he's just like spandex making fun of people, sucking off a microphone. I, I love also that Halford's like the was the first like completely out gay dude in the yeah, metal yeah. scene as well. And it's like, with, like look at all that. Like he's just a total leather daddy. Yeah, from way back. And no one ever, like, you know, no one. No one took any notice of it yeah, until yeah. he was like, nah, guys, like, have a look at what I'm wearing. I'm gay. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then they're like, they're, oh, everyone's okay. been like, oh, yeah. now you say it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's like, fucking killer. Of course he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's sick, man. But, Fuck yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then, so Collision Course, just doing cool shit for up and coming bands, local bands, international bands, getting the word out for the heavies. Yeah, that was it, man. Like in the early days, it was, you know, and I don't want to make it sound like I'm sort of like just, oh, well, it's just another day, another dollar. Now. No, no, I'm yeah. Like in, in the early days, it was like, uh, like I I got to work on a Seven Dust tour and Fuck, like Seven yeah. Dust were just such a, you know, um, like a really important band to me, like when I was yeah. discovering music in sort of 99, 2000. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I discovered them, seeing them on the like the Woodstock '99 DVD. Okay, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and I, I literally, I just fell off my chair. Like I, I yeah. like, <laughs> just like, uh, yeah. I just like fell off my chair. I'm like, oh my god, 
I get to work seven dust. Yeah, that's and so sick. like there was a lot of those moments in the early days. Like I got to work on a bench sevenfold album. Fuck yeah. I got to do seven dust, you know, um, Dead Letter Circus. Like I know they're like local as fuck, they're my yeah. friends now. Yeah. But like, you know, I the the moment to get to work on a Dead Letter Circus album was like, I was like, I've made it, I can retire after yeah. this. Like they have like a was, uh, an allure for like local bands, like them and Parkway are like the people look up to it was like they did it we can do it yeah absolutely man and you know and so there was a lot of those things early on where just like getting to those like pinch me moments that yeah, i got yeah. to work with these artists and all that sort of stuff i don't take it at all for granted that i get to work with you know artists of that size fairly regularly now that's yeah. really really nice yeah um but man it's and it's just such a i yeah, I love it. And yeah, but it's been a long grind, man. Like yeah, it's been 15 sure. years in the industry, um, getting to get up to this point. Um, and it's still a learning thing, man. Every day yeah. I'm learning. The game changes constantly. It absolutely does, man. Yeah. And it's like there's you know, it, I love being in this office with my business partner. His name's Steven. He's been in the industry for 20 years. Oh fine. and he's uh He's the kind of guy who likes to stay ahead of, like, he'll see a trend and be like, okay, this is where we're yeah. heading. Like, we need to stay ahead of this, yeah, yeah. you know, for our business and for the industry in general. And he's he's just got a great mind and yeah. I love working with him because, it, it like, working with him allows me to stay ahead of it and just stay, yeah. you know, just to add a bit of, you know, stability to my business so yeah. that I can keep doing what I'm doing for bands and all yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff. I, I don't, I don't, uh, don't take that for granted at all. Yeah, fuck yeah! I think it helps that like you give so much of a shit about it. You have to. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not, then you, you're not doing anyone any. Yeah, I think like because like I've my first experience in like the heavy scene was pretty rough, and like you can tell that like some people will say I give a shit about your band, and then they just don't, and like unfortunately, starting out, you're too far in before you realize. So yeah. I think like I, I'm not I'm not even gonna lie to you, man. Just before this Zoom call, yeah. I actually had a band call me going, Hey, we've been offered this label deal from an Italian label. Yeah. Um, what do you think of it? And I was like, Well, I mean, are they talking about the album that you just put out? Yeah. Or are they talking about your next album? And he's like, I don't know. I'm like, wouldn't they be specific about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The album that's already out, that's out. Yeah. They, they can't release that. Yeah. And, and even if they did try, it's it's out. Like, yeah. It's not new music to anyone. Yeah. The the, the 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 cake is already cooked. You can't yeah, yeah. uncook it. Yeah, yeah. And the way um, people listen to music now, like, it's all online. Yeah. It's, so, like, it's out. If people want to accept, access it, You can't it, put it there. back in. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I was like, you know, like, if they haven't even specified that, like, how much can they want yeah. what you have? And, yeah. like, and I was like, and yeah, I was just like, what are they offering? You know, like what are they, what they're going to, they're going to take, they're what, they're going to pull down the, the album that you've already got up. Yeah. Put it back up and then take all of the royalties for Australia when they're, they're not there. And they're in Italy. Yeah, yeah. They're not doing anything here. No. Yeah. So why are you giving them a percentage of what's, what you've worked for here? Yeah. And your fan base here that you've built. Yeah. How are they building that? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I was like, 
well, I don't doubt maybe they like your band and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I think the the thing that you need to go back to them is, hey, we don't want to like this album's already out. If yeah. you're talking about this album, like we're going to give it a miss. Yeah. But if you next want to talk the next one, we're happy to show yeah. you the next album pre-release and, and yeah. talk about putting that one out. But we'll also be cutting out Australia. We'll do Australia. You do rest of the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I was like, that's the, you like, there are people out there that try to go, hey, we can, we'll, you know, we'll bring the world to you. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, all that sort of stuff. It's like, you're in a niche within a niche genre. Yeah, yeah. You're in, you know, you're talking about being signed. And really, it's only distro. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, you can do distro for 20 yes. bucks a month, uh, 20 yeah. bucks a year. If you exactly. Want. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, what fan base do you have in Italy? And he's like, yeah. oh, we did one interview over there that kind of like our, our streams spiked a little bit in Europe. I was like, yeah. there's a big jump from like a little spike from one interview in Europe to them printing up vinyl to sell over there. Yeah. Someone clicking on a link they can listen to for free, yeah, to them whopping down 50 euros for a vinyl, yeah, you know, it was and, like there's a big jump, yeah, you'd probably just and and then not telling them whether the spend on marketing and vinyl is actually going to be recoupable, yeah, yeah. I was like, can they just can they just start spending money on marketing over there that they're just going to put on your tab that your sales have to make, make up for, yeah, yeah, and you'll just never see a cent again from that yeah. album. Exactly. And then also like, like stagnate your current trajectory in your own country. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, just, I was like, there's no point for this album. Yeah. Like, by all means, chat with them about the next one. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like I, and he was ringing me to say like, Hey, would you mind like if we paid you for a console to go through this, um, through this contract? Yeah. And I was like, first of all, like, no, you don't have to pay me any money. But also, too, I don't, I don't really. I, I'm not a lawyer. Yeah. But like, but just on a principle level, like here's the things that I would say. Yeah. Before I, I don't even need to read the contract. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Like, but like, in your conversations you've already had with them, what like are you asking yourself what is this bringing? What extra value is this bringing to what we're already doing? Yeah. yeah. You know, their their audience is hyper local here in Brisbane. Okay. I was like, what, what are you going to get from being distributed in Europe by an Italian label? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and like, frankly, I'd never heard of the label. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'd never heard of any of the bands on the label. Yeah. Um, so I was sort of like, it doesn't hold any weight here. Yeah, yeah. It might in Italy. Yeah. But also, like, are they going to go over and tour in Italy? Yeah, yeah. Well, to me, like when you said Italian label, I instantly thought of, do you remember when Avenged Sevenfold first started and they got signed to that label to put out their first album? No. Uh, it was like a thing. They got signed to like some label in like Sweden or some shit okay. to put out their album. They gave them like a couple of hundred dollars and they were like, we're signed. And then they found out like it was all bullshit and the label oh, was like no. worth nothing. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. That's just like oh, where, I mean, where my brain went. Well. So maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It could work out. Who knows? Maybe it could work out. But yeah, that's where my brain I, went straight away. Yeah. Well, I mean, this like I just said to them, like, don't you don't have to pay me for this. Just yeah. like, you know, just think about the the value that you have here in Australia and yeah. what you've yeah. built and like what you'd be given away by doing that. Yeah. 
Yeah, because you give a shit about the growth of the community. I, I don't even like, you know, I I've, I have respect for the guys. I, I I don't particularly like their band. Okay, but I'm not going to also just be like, no fucking call me. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Like, I don't want to see bands get fucked over. Yeah, I yeah. don't want to see bands make decisions that are going to halt their progress. Yeah, because it happens all the time. Absolutely. To bands that don't deserve it. Yeah, exactly. Right, and and this is the thing. Like, you know, musos and creative people, you know, like for better or worse, love validation. Yeah. And, and you know, if it, and it's not a position to take lightly. Like when you go in to talk to a band and you, you're you basically saying like, I love your music. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not something to say lightly and go, yeah. I want to help you do the next thing. I want to give you money or I want to, you know, this, that and whatever. Yeah. you I got to understand there's a responsibility that comes with that to make sure it's done well and that yeah. you're not you're not putting a barrier in front of those bands to that's going to, you know, halt a whole bunch of things for them. Yeah, yeah. It's not. And, and of course, like the, the agreements and whatever that are signed and are put together have to be like profitable to all parties. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, there has yeah. to be a money element for whoever's doing the, the, the deal and whatever as well. It can't yeah. just be like, Oh, I'm a bank here. Have money. Yeah. 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 But that's unrealistic. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, so it it has to be a, a mutual thing, but also it can't all just be one sided. Yeah, it can't just be like I'm signing you. You you have the privilege of signing to my label. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm just going to hold you over a barrel forever. Yeah, it's that's not that's not right. No, but yeah. So like I, I that's what I you know I'm happy to do. That. I'm happy to. You know, it was a 10 minute call. Yeah. It's 10 minutes of my day. Yeah. Now I can't sit and do a hundred of those calls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, if that comes up once in a while, I'm happy to spend the time and, yeah. and be like, well, here's what I would do. I actually had one the other day as well. A guy called me, he's like, oh, you know, they want to sign us and blah, blah, blah. That one, I was like, I'll at least take the, in, like, take the meeting. Yeah. Because I were in Brisbane. I was like, take the meeting and hear them out. But like, they were already saying to me, like, we've already done this, we've done this, we've done this. Like, we've got, you know, we've put out our release and, and on vinyl in, you know, all these territories, Japan, US, yeah, yeah. da da We sold out all of those pressings. I'm like, okay, well, what? And, like, they had a real DIY ethic to them. They're okay, like, fuck yeah. You know, and I was like, I was like, what, what do you need that for? Yeah. You're already doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, take the meeting, be interesting to hear what they have and why yeah. they give a shit about your band. Yeah. Like, and you'll get it. I was like, you'll get a real sense of if they're serious or not by meeting them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but as far as I can see, like, so, and that came with like major label distro. Oh, fuck. So I was like, I was like, that really goes against the DIY uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the ethics of what you've built. Yeah. So I was like, would that sit well with your fans anyway? Yeah. You know, like I, I, I was like, I don't really see the value of what they're bringing to you, yeah, as your brand, yeah. But interesting meeting to have, see what they're offering anyway. Yeah. Like, go, go ahead, hear yeah. what they say. You can always say no, yeah. So you know, I, I've no problem with doing that at all. Yeah, so. that's sick. Fuck yeah. Well, I'll uh, get out of your hair soon, but before. No, will hit your top five favourite bands of all time. 
all time. Yeah. Um, some of these are going to sound really mainstream, but I, I'm that's all you good. know. Like, yeah, like Rage Against the Machine is like yeah. number one of all time. Like, fuck yeah, yeah. Like again, not necessarily the heaviest band in the world. In fact, most of it you could probably argue is a funk. Yeah, is funk records. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, like Metallica, you just yeah. there's you know they are the goat. Um, yeah, for a reason. You know, like they are. Yeah, like they've. They've changed the game so many times now. Yeah. Like over the, you know, they've, they've what's that, eighties, nineties, two thousand. So like they're they're into their fifth decade. Yeah. Of being a band. Yeah, and their last like, album was fucking sick. Oh, it was so good. So good. Hardwired to self destruct. Yes. Sick. Great. I, re- so I was really. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the, those two, um, and I genuinely. Like in the last week or so, I've actually I've come to a realization. I'm going to add Spirit Box. Spirit yeah. Box absolutely See. makes the top five these days. See. And I put I actually put on my Instagram story a little bit earlier. Um, if if it cracks the top ten this week, if yeah. it charts yeah. an aria, um, the the vinyl cover, yeah, mine hasn't arrived yet. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a die cut, um, like sort of logo. Okay. Um, in the like, and so the you know that sort of the blue yeah 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 swirly, that that's an insert that goes in underneath oh, it and then sick. the die cut thing like a of like a sort of an icon a symbol okay cool I was like I will get that tattooed on me Fuck yeah if it cracks the top <laughs> thing. sick so that's how I know it's a like to kill a band, band for me. yeah um oh man the last two are the hardest ones for me. <laughs> So it's sort of like it'd either be either Carnival or Dead Letter. Okay. So that's sort of the prog band yeah. in there amongst it all. Um, and then so that they they take like one of those would take up one spot. Yeah. So you almost have like let's say a tie for those yeah. ones. All right. Um, and then probably oh put me really on the spot here um <laughs> fuck oh, it, it, i mean it was manson for a number of years oh, but the the last the last couple of years like learning about all the stuff that he's yeah, done yeah, and yeah all that sort of stuff really soured yeah my like ah oh, fucking why do you have to be such a piece of shit yeah <laughs> yeah um but i mean failing that like I'm... Oh fuck, man! Yeah, there's just <laughs> so so many. Um, maybe something like AFI or Oh, sick. Gavin Dance, like what? like crazy, sort of like weird punk, yeah, sort yeah. Of stuff as well, like that has like the like gothic sort of elements to it yeah, as well. Like, yeah. I really really like a dark record, you know. Yeah, sick. AFI is so sick. Yeah, I mean, Killer, man. like I, for a number like. For a number of years, like I sort of, I've had a couple of different like style icons over the years. Okay, like, yeah. I, I like to, you know, I'll be like, oh, I like that haircut or I yeah, like yeah. that sort of vibe or whatever. In the last couple of years, it's been like this haircut, whatever, has been um, Jesse Leach from from Killswitch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and I did a I did an interview with him and I told him that I was like, I bet you don't get called a style icon, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like 
from years and years ago, like the whole, you know, your, your Davey Havoc. Yeah, yeah. Sort oh. of, uh, <laughs> Davey you know, Havoc's the, the man. Devil Lock. Yeah, I yeah. had that for a number of years as well. Um, so, like, sort of that, um, the, the, uh, the Miss Murder era. Yeah, yeah, the, the know, emo era. The big, the big, uh, yeah, the big devil piece. lock that he had. Like, <laughs> yeah. That was a, and, and, you know, the, the fingernail polish and yeah, the sort yeah. of, you know, that sort of stuff. Like, yeah. Fuck yeah. Years, I was like, oh, man, what? <laughs> I love that guy. And, yeah. um, and then, and then it was Jared Leto when he was in, um, 30 seconds, 30 seconds to Mars, yeah, yeah. The early, early years of that yeah, as well. Yeah. I had, I had the haircut and I had like the, you know, streaks of red. Oh, yes. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, I've done a few different looks over yeah, the years, yeah. Fuck yeah, that's sick. In the late 90s, it was like, it was it was Fred Durst for sure. It was, oh, yeah. It was, it was fitted caps backwards yeah. and, and dickies <laughs> yeah. and, and, and skate shoes, you know. Yeah, um, sick. But it's, yeah, it's been funny. It's been yeah. very funny. Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> cool. Well, um, do you want to hit socials for anything before we go? Um, I guess the 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 three things that, you know, would probably sum up, you know, me is like the collision course socials. Yeah. So on Instagram, Facebook, um, the faction obviously is a, yep. a big one. And then um, I actually have a, a podcast of my own uh, called uh, A Tuna Flicker Chat. And cool. that's with my mate Doug. And Sick. often the tunes we talk about are heavy as well. So fuck yeah. 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 <laughs> cool, man. See. He's, he's a massive every time I die sweater. Oh um, yes. So he's like every time I die, mastodon, yeah, you know, that kind of um, you know, clutch, you know, yeah, that's yeah. sort of like southern, southern deep fried metal. Yeah, yeah. You know? fuck um, yeah. That's that's his that's his uh thing. So it's sort of the the hardcore like end of that southern metal. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um so and I, I like to give him stick um, about it because it's like, oh, it's been 10 minutes since you've brought up it every time I die. <laughs> yeah. So good. Like, what's wrong? What's wrong, Doug? <laughs> Excellent. I, I love him to death. He's he, he's so passionate about those bands. And I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. good. They're like, it's not that I don't like those bands, but yeah. they're a bit of a, not a gap in my knowledge, but like, I'm just not as across those as yeah, much. Yeah. So I, I welcome it. I'm like, cool. You, you know, it's a gap in my, in my, um, my knowledge. So like, Go hardest, you know, talk yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. I've found with every time I die, like for me personally, it took me ages to get into them because I was like, I don't get it. Like, I just don't get it. But then like, I think like two years ago, I listened to like, I think map changes and I was like, this is a fucking bop. Like, this is so sick. I um, I went to Unify and I was doing media um, for the, yeah, 2019 one. Yeah. And um and uh, I had an every time I die interview lined up. Fuck yeah! And um, and, and actually, it was dropped on me. I, I hadn't okay. done I hadn't done any like prep for that interview. And they came along and went, "We got every time I die for you. If you want them, would you like to take it?" Yeah. And I was like, "Yes." Um, and I was like, "Fuck." Yeah. I don't really know <laughs> a lot about the band, um, so I started like feverishly doing research. Yeah. Um, but the internet was just woeful at, at oh. Unify that year. Yeah, yeah. Because um, they were trying to share like one, like 4G connection amongst like all of the media there. Fuck. And there were, there were photographers trying to upload photos. Oh, fuck. Done. It. Yeah. And so I, I just couldn't do any research. And I was like, yeah. fuck, fuck, fuck. And um, Mike Honan from Blunt Mag um, okay. 
was there, and I think he was there for music feeds that year, not for blood. Okay. Um, but he was like, look, man, I'm a massive sweater. They haven't given me every time I die. I'm like, yeah. would you do it for the faction? Because I'm like, I'm like, I can do this chat, but it's not going to be like an impassioned chat. It's not yeah. going to be like, I know everything about your band. Let's get into the weeds, you know. Yeah. It's going to be like a, what's it like being in Australia? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, yeah. You know, I didn't want to do that. Um you know, especially for a headlining band, it's yeah, just, yeah. that's just fucking lazy. Yeah. So I, uh, so I handed that over to Mike, and Mike did a great job. Fuck and yes, like same. really got into like the wrestling stuff. Yeah, key, and you know, it was, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. It's really good. So you know, sometimes it's it's worth like putting your ego aside and letting yeah, yeah. someone else do a better job for you. Yeah, you know? for sure. That's sick, man. Fuck yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for doing the podcast again. Easy. Awesome, man. Thanks. Done for another week. Huge thanks to Tim. Such a fucking awesome guy. Super down to earth. Um, if you want some killer PR, go hit up Collision Course and check out Tim on all his socials, Price War Music, and at The Faction Live, and at Collision Course PR on Instagram, and listen to The Faction. Fucking listen to that. It's good shit. Uh, check out his podcast also, a f- tune, a flick, a chat, wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you like what I'm doing over here with my podcast, Share it, tell a friend, subscribe, follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you listen, Podbean, Amazon, fucking, I don't give a shit. And on Instagram and Facebook, at Heavy Sweater Podcast, and a little fucking, little heads up, um, on Friday, my band, Shokan, will be putting out something very, very fucking interesting. Uh, Something new, some new music, which is fucking sick, and we're putting out a little visualizer video, and, um... I made it, so if it's shit, that's why. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, come back next week for a new episode. Thanks. Thanks.